Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today, today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. I've been doing this Ultimate Life work for years now and have realized that all of my books, all of my classes, everything that I'm doing comes from both my own experience and learnings in the process of creating that ultimate life. And by that, I mean simply a life where every day I have purpose, I have prosperity beyond anything I could have imagined, and joy, and joy certainly beyond anything I could have imagined, and yes, my wife is joy. So in the literal and, and figurative sense, every sense. Today, I wanna to talk about don't chase the dream create the dream. Now, we all know, I, I use this background on purpose. It's a beautiful picture of a phoenix, multicolored, flaming bird. You know, the phoenix, of course, rises from the ashes and comes up in full glory. And if you've uh, followed the Harry Potter stuff, you know, that phoenix fox, F-A-W-K-E-S, fox, came down and saved Harry Potter, etc., etc. But anyway, if, if you drop all the preconceived notions, like I can't do this and I can't do that, what what is your real dream? And how are you going about creating that? When I talk to people, which I do every day, like I don't think there's, well, sometimes on Sunday, I don't see a lot of people. I go to church and I play the organ and so maybe I don't have a chance, but every other day I talk to people and I talk to people, I mean, I talk to people at church, but I talk to people about their goals, about their dreams, because my whole life is dedicated to one thing and that's helping you get what you want. Figuring out ways that I can serve you, lift you, bless you, and help you get exactly what you want. And the most important tool in that isn't something I can give you. It's you or me, each of us individually, but you realizing you're a divine being. You have infinite capability. I know you hear that all the time. It's like, yeah, 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 everybody says that, but I got this problem and I got that problem and I got bills and I'm not feeling good and I got this crappy job and all the things that we use are as excuses. And then from that place of weakness, we have these dreams. Oh, I can't wait till I retire. Oh, I can't wait till I find another job that pays more and it's better or doesn't make me work. So these hours I hate, you know, working afternoons or night shift or, or, or whatever it is. Right. And so we're chasing this dream and we live in this mythology that someone else or something else controls our access to that dream. And I'm pausing here because I want you to consider that. If you consider and say to yourself what you really want, whether it's something temporal like money or house or car or something more inside like health, 
or maybe it's mental health or a physical ailment or a relationship or maybe it's cash. And you know what I notice is there's more and more people as a percentage of people that I talk to who are really focused on the intangibles, having a purpose, having a meaning, doing something that matters as opposed to just the emptiness of having stuff. I love that because when I was growing up, it was stuff, 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 get up in the company, better this, better clothes, better car, you know, who was dressed this way. And that whole notion of your worth being determined by your clothing or your jewelry or your car, or your house or the neighborhood, that was a very powerful and prevalent thing. That's, that's changing. And I can feel it, and you probably can too, but at the same time, there's still this enormous pressure to have a dream defined by somebody else, some externalities, and you see that in reality shows, keeping up with so-and-so. It used to be the Joneses, and now it's somebody with some big, long name. And when you look at their lives, I don't know what you feel, but when I see the, you know, the real people in this city or that city, real housewives or husbands of this or that. I don't envy any of it. I want to vomit. That's just me. I don't envy any of that. I don't envy the ostentatious display of this or that. I don't envy any of it. It, It makes me sick. And maybe because when I had, when I was in a situation where I was making ridiculous amounts of money, you've probably read the book, if you haven't, my story's in Tightrope of Depression. It talks about the years when I had those kinds of positions and how horribly empty, sad, and dysfunctional my life was, regardless of the cash. But anyway, so my question for you and for me but is to consider what your dream is. Are you chasing a dream? Yes or no? If you are chasing a dream... Who made the who made the parameters? Who said that that dream was good? Is that something you really want or something you think you're supposed to have or do or be? To me, that's a really important and powerful question because when I ever, whenever I've chased something someone else defined, even when I got it full on in spades, the satisfaction and the happiness was about, you know, that long. And for those listening to the audio, it was about a centimeter in between my thumb and forefinger. You know, it was just a a minute. And then it was like, is that it? Like the old song, is that all there is? You know? And so that's the first question. Are you chasing a dream? If you are, can you define it really well? You say exactly what it is. And then the question is, who said that's the dream? Was that really out of your deepest heart or was that out of some expectations from family, parents, society, you know, religion, wherever? What, what is it that you're chasing? Now, the next thing is that this, the word itself, chasing. Are you chasing a dream? The name of this episode is don't chase the dream, create the dream. Well, for that to make any sense, it has to be true that you and I, we have the creative power, right? We have power to create. 
Well, you are the witness of your own life. Sometimes we forget that and we get caught up in thinking that everything around us defines our opportunity. Like, uh, I got sick, so I can't do this or that because, because I was sick. And therefore, that germ, that person that gave me the cold or COVID or whatever it is, that made me so I couldn't whatever. That's actually not true, never was, and never will be. The illness affects your body or your mind. You've got a mental illness, and I've had both. If you've read this, my books, and if you want to read them, uh, go to uh, my, put my name in on Amazon. I wrote a book about my own experience with depression, my own experience with dying, my own experience with drugs and substance abuse, my own experience with mental illness and all those things. So I've had some version of all those things. What I had learned that I didn't know at the time was that they don't control whether or not I'm happy. They don't control, those circumstances don't control whether or not I'm living a dream life. Now that may sound like some wishy-washy woo-woo, but it's true. I have discovered you can be, I am happy, not can be, I am happy, whether I'm sleepy or awake, whether I'm tired or feeling energized, whether I'm sick or whether I'm healthy, whether I'm poor or whether I'm wealthy, I can be happy regardless of those things. The equation of being happy is just an inside choice. So no matter what I is going on around me, I can choose to be happy and work with what's there with a cheerful, positive outlook instead of with a negative victim kind of outlook. So that's a choice that's on me every day, every minute, all the time. There's another aspect to this that's important, and that is uh, the idea of you can't have that. Sometimes that's imposed by others. If you think of societies where a certain kind of person, certain classes of people, you can't sit there. It used to be, you know, in the bus, you couldn't sit here, or in some city, some countries, you know, there's a certain group of people that they can't you know, there's a caste system or you don't, you don't belong here. Well, the, and that can be anywhere. I don't belong making that much money. I don't belong in this kind of job. I don't belong in this kind of relationship. I don't belong here. That's an internal thing. Even if there are external rules, here's the real question. Who made that rule? I I love that question. When someone says, well, I can't do that. I don't care what the, that is money, you know, health, wealth, relationship, possibility, any, who made that rule? So I want you to explore y- your dreams. If you get past the, I'm okay. I refuse to chase a dream. I'm going to create it. Well, that presupposes you have creative power, which you do. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. And, and it presupposes that you truly are divine and you have capabilities and gifts and talents. You can actually do what you want. And, So when you start there, then I hear a lot, and I used to say, I can't do that. I can't do that. And that statement in and of itself carries a lot of power. Our words create our world, right? That's another whole episode. But if I say I can't, that creates a whole chemistry inside of me. My, my power goes down. My attitude looks for problems instead of possibilities. Everything starts to conspire against me. On the other hand, if I say, well, I can do that. If I say there's got to be a way, 
there is a path from here to there. Then I look for possibilities. Then I can marshal resources that will let me at least take the first step. There's a quote that is attributed to Thoreau when he had his Walden Pond experiment, and I'm not going to say the whole thing, but the beginning of it says this, I learned this at least by my experiment, that if one advances If one endeavors to live the life he has imagined or advances confidently in the direction of his dreams or her dreams, that certain you cross a boundary and things start working for you. And I'm not quoting anymore, but he says the laws of nature, the world, the universe seem to be reinterpreted in your favor. It's like getting the wind at your back. And that sentiment has been repeated over and over again. It's the foundation of the movie The Secret and all kinds of, you know, the law of attraction and all kinds of people that talk about that attitude and declaration. That attitude and declaration is true and it has real impact. There are lots of pieces to it. It's not just sitting in a chair and saying, I wish X. But when we advance which means move, which means act, which means do, confidently, which means jump in, not dabble your toe, in the direction of your dreams and endeavor to live the kind of life you have imagined, that cool stuff happens. And that's a short version of the big long thing that follows. Look it up. If one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams. It's a long quote, paragraph about 12 or 14 or 15 lines. So let's go back to the question. Who made that rule? When you say, I can't, it's always you. You made it. If you made it, you can unmake it. You can change the rule. You could say, well, I can do that. I may not know how right this minute. I may not know all the steps. It may not be obvious. I may not be able to snap my fingers like Thanos or Iron Man in the Avengers series if you've watched any of the Marvel movies. And, you know, half the universe disappears. Maybe that doesn't happen. In fact, it doesn't happen. But what does happen is you get ideas, you get energy, you get support, you get possibility that come to you that you don't get if you say, I can't do that. So the first step in creating a creating your dream instead of chasing it is to recognize and acknowledge that you have creative power. Now you do that in small ways every day. I know right now that today you've had a situation where something happened and you may have had an inclination to react one way, to be frustrated, angry, to say something, and then you decided not to. You decided to react with love, forgiveness, kindness, understanding happens like when you drive. Maybe someone is rude, or maybe they didn't see you or did something you thought was rude. You know, our first reaction can be to be angry, call them a name, flip them off, do something like that. And maybe you've done that sometimes. Uh, I have. (laughs) I don't anymore. What I do now is, I don't know if they saw me or not. I don't know if they're having an emergency. And I, I don't really know. And so I simply choose to love them and to allow what is. What that does for me is it keeps me on track with what I'm trying to do all the time. Like nothing distracts me. I don't mind what happens. 
I don't mind what happened. Uh, sometimes I have to adjust because what happened isn't what I wanted or expected, but that's okay because I know that I have creative power. Now, having that creative power doesn't mean I control everything. So it's really cold here in Edmonton this week. Minus 20, minus 30, I heard the other day on the television. And that's not even cold. It's going to get to minus 40 somewhere in the winter. But this is our first cold week. And it's cold outside, and winter came with a vengeance. It was sunny and nice, and all of a sudden there's now, you know, four, five, or six inches of snow in the yard, and it'll be here till April. And I'm recording this in November, right? So that's here, and I don't control that. But what I do control is that it doesn't bother me. It's cold. And I get to shovel snow, sometimes every day. That's okay. I need the exercise. It's good, and I'll just make it fun instead of complaining or being negative. That simple, and that is really a simple and tiny adjustment, is not just about pretending to be happy when bad things happen. It's about understanding and realizing there are no bad things. They're only bad when I make them bad. Even when hard things happen that I don't want, like when I got sick or when I died, those are gifts, and I have learned to see them and love them. I still have lots of work to do. I have 10 kids. If you've read my book, and any of my books, or listened to a lot of podcasts, and I love them dearly, dearly, dearly with every breath. I pray for them every day. I think about them every day. Yet, some of my kids are still angry with me because of my past. You know, the multiple divorces and the addictions and all that stuff. And so they don't have a relationship. They don't want to talk to me. Well, that's sad and it could hurt my heart and used to really drive me nuts. And I lived in a lot of shame, blame, guilt, recrimination. What I found is all that that did is make me unable to serve others. It made me unable to love myself, unable to lift and bless those around me, unable to serve my clients. It was just a big weight on my shoulder. So creating the future is something we do in the present. The word future is a, is a red herring because the future never comes. The only thing you have is today. So my choice about how I view this moment is all I ever have. The future, whatever that means, is simply the accumulation of present moments, right? And here's the guarantee. I guarantee that if you live powerfully in each present moment, you'll have an amazing future because that means in every moment of your life, you're living powerfully. So I invite you to consider the following. <clears throat> Don't chase anyone's dream. No matter who gave it to you, no matter where it is, you decide what you want. Now, my experience has been that when I connect with the divine, when I acknowledge and feel into that greater force, the universe, God, our creator, when I feel into that, and I set my objectives and goals based on that highest version of myself, I'm way happier. When I set my goals based on what's going to make me happy in the moment and trying to avoid pain and all of those kinds of things, 
my experience has been that's not been the way to happiness. So what I invite you to do in creating your ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts, is to have that in mind every day. Create your future by living powerfully in this present moment. So what does that even mean? Well, let's get specific. Stop thinking a lot at all about the past. Things that are past are past. If they teach you something that should matter today in the present, then use that. So, for example, if you say, if you talk to a person a certain way and it has an unintended consequence, you can't change what was in the past, but you can repair the present. You can create the future in a positive way. I'll give you an example. I was supposed to meet somebody for lunch. This was before the pandemic, and I was in a networking group, and I met this person, and I'd set a meeting. We were going to talk for a a one-to-one. The morning before I was supposed to meet, I got a note that said, well, I'm busy, and I don't really have anything to talk about, so I don't want to talk. And I, at that moment, I had two choices. I could be offended and think, who's he, and da-da-da. Or I ask myself this question, and this is a powerful tool I give you. Here's the question. Given what is, what do I wish to create? Well, in that situation, the what is was, I'm not going to meet him today, and he doesn't want to. And the message felt a little bit rude. The truth was, I don't know what he's thinking. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he got some bad news. Maybe this, maybe that. And given what is, the meeting's canceled. What do I want to create? Well, what I really wanted to create wasn't to respond in any negative way. What I wanted to create was the opportunity for future conversation. So I stopped in the middle of my initial reaction and said, what do I want to create? And I thought about it and I thought, I just want to create possibility. I want to live in the fact that I actually don't know what's going on. So the note I sent back was great. I understand. Best of luck with whatever it was he said he was going to do. And then I said, perhaps we can have an opportunity to chat in the future because that's what I wanted to create. I could have reacted negatively, but I wanted to create opportunity. So I did. And that did in fact create opportunity. So here's the last piece I want to talk about in creating your dream. Don't chase the dream, create your dream. Number one, recognize that you're creators. Two, know that your dream, your future, is created by living powerfully in the present. And the third and last piece is daydreaming is not very effective. If you have a goal, it is only accomplished or it is accomplished best when you make some kind of a plan. What are the things I need to do to get that? Even if it seems outrageous, I want two cabins in the mountains, a million dollars in the bank, and whatever, right? I don't know what your goals are. My goal for this year is I'm going to help 50 million people discover and serve at their gifts. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that. I have some ideas and I have some stuff underway. But I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that. But I do have a plan. Joy, my wife, is my business partner, and we were just talking this morning because some new things have just come into the radar. You know what they are? They're new things that are just like that 
universe conspires for you kind of stuff. Stuff I didn't expect. Boom, all of a sudden there's this opportunity in front of me. So, and that's going to add to my ability to reach my 50 million. So I have plans. The plans are flexible. They change. So number one, don't chase anyone else's dream. Build your own. Create your future. Create your dream. Number two, the future won't create itself. It is created by living powerfully in the present. And you control every aspect of your experience by deciding how to interpret and live with what is around you and wasting time arguing with what is is always a losing game. And the third thing is you are most successful when you make a plan as best you can with what you know and then flexibly adapt. What I notice is when I choose to be happy all the time, when I go at things in a positive way, when I interpret everything as a positive thing no matter what it is, and when I have a flexible plan, I find that every single day is joyful, productive, and I love my life. And that's why I can say I live the ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. And my goal is to help you do that. If you'd like my help, I'd love for you to reach out. I'd love to have a conversation. But whether you do that or not, I acknowledge your greatness as a creator. I acknowledge that you have the ability, you have not only the ability, but the duty to create your life on purpose. And that as you move forward boldly and clearly, you will be able to create happiness every day and live 100% of the time in your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.